0: and welcome to another exciting episode of psychology talks and uh, from wherever you're listening and tuning in a very warm welcome you can share it in your chat that from where you log in and say hi to each everyone everyone so so today today we're going to discuss about leadership this is the skill this which is the top most desired skill by hr and recruiters because leadership effective leadership is one of the uh, highly seen skill which can actually flourish any uh, business and good leadership cultivates sense of greater good motivates inspires trust and provide purpose and direction in words of Steve job management is about persuading people to do things they don't want to do while leadership is about inspiring people to do things they never thought they could do so in today's business world it is like they leadership skill is required where people can assume leadership by themselves It's not that they will be given a title or a certain post or a job and they will be asked by management to lead a team everyone is required to lead on their own and this is the main thing which is HR or the other recruiters are looking for in the potential candidate or the employee so that's why I have invited a great guest today who is the expert on leadership. Her name is Isabella Lernberg. She is a highly skilled leadership advisor, strategist, consultant, and a keynote speaker. Through her leadership program and training, her client increased productivity by more than 60%. And not and that's not all. She is a humble person and one of my favorite personalities on LinkedIn because her content and podcast are always inspiring and insightful. She's also Forbes uh, Coaches Council member. So let's welcome Isabella. Hello, Isabella. Very welcome. Thank Thank you you so much for joining us today.
1: Absolutely great to have. Thank you, first of all, for a great intro, for opportunity to be here with Mm -hmm. you uh, and your global audience. Uh, But I also just wanted to say, great to see you.
0: yeah yeah, great to have you i mean i've been following you since like last year and all the time like i'm uh your content is always inspiring very thought-provoking and you always learn like i always learn from your posts and your podcast thank you for providing like continuous uh educating educating us and providing your or sharing your knowledge with us thank you so much for that (laughs)
1: you welcome, and I have a big admiration for you and everything you do, specifically as a woman in Middle East and woman that is uh, leveraging her psychology degree and breaking the barriers. So I just wanted to say kudos to you and congratulations.
0: Thank you so much. So let's see the who has <coughs> joined from uh, from us, and then like Benjamin is saying uh, hi, thank you for joining. Leslie is here, and she is also... Saying hi from Florida. Uh, this uh, Kareem is saying hi, and uh, she's uh, someone uh, I can't see the name is saying the living Museum. It's from South Africa, and uh, Leslie is also saying hi to <laughs> each great. great, great um,
1: to meet you, Leslie. Thank you for much. Yeah, And Eloy, but
0: he is also one of my favorite. He is a very humble person, and uh, uh, he's a great help. Uh, and thank you for joining today, you both are amazing. Uh, absolutely, you two are very amazing. And thank you for joining. <laughs> yeah. Yay. So, anyway, so before uh, we move to um, the discussion, uh, let us tell, um, th- th- tell us about yourself, that how you came into the field, what the struggle you faced, and just to let us know about your journey.
1: I will try to be very brief but to, to really highlight the key points that will be really beneficial for our global audience here today um, honestly all of us are born somewhere right uh, either the country that we didn't had a choice or location and into families <laughs> that we end up to nurturing our our relationships and I was born in former Yugoslavia and I had Privileged to be actually part of Phenomenal Family, very, very good foundation that gave me and instilled in me from my father to my mom to other family members, my grandma, but I had a very early big role models. And I always had these eyes full of wonder and curiosity and I knew the bigger world existed. I was always fascinated by globe, by world maps, uh, history and geography, my favorite subjects. And I was reading books at least four or five years ahead of, of, my, of my school uh, friends and uh, teammates because I just could not get enough of information. So that gave me a phenomenal foundation, not only who I was as a child, but then who I became as a teenager and as a result as a young adult. I didn't know at that time how much that foundation actually put it foundation of the leadership that we're seeing and experiencing today that we need more than ever, which is uh, knowing yourself, discovering yourself, operate with integrity, and have a very strong sense of ethos, uh, specifically in times in turmoil when those are lacking, right? Um, yes. Fortunately, I experienced unspeakable events and collapse of in Yugoslavia in Switzerland. and I lost everything that I knew at that moment. And uh, I had a chance to live, I mean, <laughs> to travel and escape and live in four countries before moving to U.S. as my fifth country on my own and establishing myself over and over in the environment. Mm-hmm. So I became also the conduit of change, uh, not only because I was so much entrenched in change and transformation myself, but I also was able to really understand when we're adapting, when we're doing things, Uh, on our own, taking initiative without waiting for others to tell us what we need to do, right? And invest in ourselves, either as culturally, linguistically, education, Mm formal or all informal. Uh, I was open to learn from everyone. And Mm -hmm. as a result, you know, there was a big, huge opportunity to get to this country I came here in the United States as a refugee. A lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and was it was one of the most challenging moments in my life, actually, because okay. starting to reestablish yourself for the fifth time yeah. all yeah.
0: over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow, what an inspiring journey you had. I mean, you faced a lot of countries, a lot of different situations, and, and most of all, like you, as you mentioned, you... Started fifth time, like all over and over again. This is a continuous struggle. Like, I would say that a lot of people, um, uh, accept the defeat after like two or three times when they face the failures, and when they see that you know they have to settle again. Yeah. So, you know, it, it requires a lot of courage to start all over again. So, I'm sure that's why that is the reason why your like content or whatever you see, even your podcast. I'm so inspired because you have the experience of from all over the world, from different people, because that's how the richness in the country comes from. So that's how we yes. know. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yes, I had a privilege to work with people from over 125 countries. And oh. what is really powerful about that, I used to be part of the and run a nonprofit organization. They used to rehabilitate people that experienced the worst, worst human atrocities. And as a psychologist, you know, how difficult traumas can should be. But when you have something that is inflicted from one to another, uh, from one to another, that is even more so challenging, right? We're talking about not only just the war zones, but we're talking about children and human trafficking. We're talking about genocide and ethnic cleansing. We're talking about one of those very most challenging elements where we see those uh, invisible wounds in a way where, where hearts are broken, souls are shattered, and people are trying to figure it out what to do now, right? Mm-hmm. And through those yeah. journeys, um, strength that we have and desire, and, and, and I love what you mentioned earlier, we don't, <laughs> I, I personally mm-hmm. never thought about it as like, it, failure was not an option, right? But the, yeah. also what was never option for me is um, to give up. uh, Because just again, as I went back to it, and as we're discussing the Leadership Foundation, when you have such an installed value from people that not only you love, respect, but also sadly you lost during those conflicts, all of those things become even more real. What, what, What do I do now? And how do I conduct myself? How do I move forward in life, right? And how do I help? with my strength and resilience and, and stubbornness to do the same.
0: Yeah, yeah. So actually, what kept you motivated to go on? Because as, a, as you also mentioned that, you know, like when we face certain like these hard situations, we are prone to give up easily. And, and that's what a lot of people do. So what kept you motivated and what kept that, like, you know, this thing alive in you to go extra mile, to go for your dreams? Uh, How did
1: you manage that? That's an excellent question, and I think it's very relevant for today, right? Very early
0: on, I built
1: a lot of emotional, not only intelligence, but emotional capacity because not always everything was super easy. And when you look back, you know, upbringing and being just a child who was curious, who is fun, uh, wanted to have fun, who loved to play sports and, and, and play with boys, I was a town boy, uh, mm-hmm. was just uh, something that really quickly changed, but also gave me a sense of, was like, almost I try and never know, can I do it, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, it was never like, i uh, let me at least try once and then see how it goes, right? And there was never mm-hmm. immediately uh, dismissing opportunities or ideas. Obviously some things I will know very quickly. I'm like this just truly it's not as wise thing to do So I always kind of play forward and thought through wh- wh- Why would this benefit me or will benefit my friends or family or, or what is the purpose, right? And it's interestingly subconsciously I start to really early on live on purpose uh, what helped me not to give up uh, not only just talk about the family values but things I also learned in school but also putting my servant leadership on, on the forefront. I remember times when I had an opportunity and responsibility, even though I didn't know how I am going to survive mm-hmm. the midst of the war, the responsibility also to support and help my diabetic sister to survive and escape the mm-hmm. conflict. And mm-hmm. it's so interesting when we take away ourselves and start thinking how we can support someone, not only that we love so much, and that depends on us and needs our help, changes completely. It, it's, it's like, um, you know, it gives you that extra strength mm-hmm. that you never know you had. And then you just don't think about it as an or failing or whatever it's <laughs> gonna be. You just keep going and keep adjusting. Yeah. And then you then see what's working. And when you're in that action mode, that's where the solutions start happening. That's where you st- start seeing the progress. Right. And as a result, that's how you get on the other side.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's very true. Uh, you mentioned two points here, which I mean, which I, uh, I, I you can say that that's a key takeaway for me. It's basically the purpose. is one thing that keeps you focused and gives you the direction. And the other thing that you mentioned is like uh, uh, taking the ownership it's taking the responsibility of not only of ourselves but of our loved one and that is that is what something that gives us extra strength that you mentioned that um to work for something not for ourselves but for the someone like who is dependent on you or someone like who uh your beloved or like our our beloved you know so something is this is uh, I think really important to actually uh, for the self-leadership to assume that role that we are the one who are responsible, not only for ourselves, but for the others as well, right?
1: Yes, you summarized mm-hmm. it so perfectly mm-hmm. well in recap. So thank you for doing that. And you spot on because a lot of times right now, specifically as we're seeing people, they're reaching their threshold of emotional capacity. Some people never had as a big one. Or, or, or they are now, even if they had a vast, the magnitude of problems they're dealing with completely mm-hmm. um, um, shattered mm-hmm. their capacity to continue, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we need to figure out times and opportunity to rest, rejuvenate, recap, but also understand why we're doing what we're doing. And uh, but one of the biggest things I'm bringing, I'm what really helps me is actually having my why, my why was yes. beyond just myself. And every time when we have that bigger, greater goal, uh, as, as a mother, I'm assuming, and, and you know, when you have a child, you you, you do anything to protect that child. Uh, mm-hmm. Because that is not only your role and responsibility, but also you start talking into motherly instincts, right? Mm-hmm. And then you wanted to make sure um, that you are doing possibly to protect that. Uh, similarly, we see this opportunity right now. It's like what's important today is a job, is a family unit, is a combination of all of those. Mm-hmm. And what are we proactively doing to preserve that? Is mm-hmm. you, you know, safety is a huge issue right now,
0: right? So yeah. how do we do that? Very really true. So like coming up to the like uh, the business environment. So how do you think that the leadership skills are? effective in uh, flourishing any business environment. Uh, why it is very really important for nowadays, especially to have leadership skills to lead a, a, a successful business?
1: I love that question because we're having a magnitude of problems but also <laughs> magnitude of opportunities. So let um, me kind of stage a little bit so that people understand where I'm coming from. From all of my professional, personal career, I noticed huge deficit of leadership in different styles of leaders. And not in traditional, just sense how they're labeled, but what I noticed, all the decision makers and people that created a lot of challenges and problems beyond responsibility for financially for companies or whatever it might be, or, or their people, they had a net title, but they necessarily did not have a leadership skill set. and. Yeah. And decades and decades ago, it's been created synonymous expectation that if I have a power and have a position, automatically I'm the leader and people will give them credibility, automatically will listen and follow and endorse it. But those two things were never actually uh, compatible. (laughs) Very few and very rarely, right? What, What really is happening is now that people that are so Prevalent and dominating and out there, uh, we now because of digital footprints and the mo- modern age that we live in, we see a lot of these discrepancies. And when you look at what we're having right now on the global scale, we have the largest deficit of yeah. leadership skill sets—the basic ones, little-known ones that have traits that can lead us with complexity of the future uh, mm-hmm. and, and what it takes to lead us into the future. So how do we now feel that and what is going on, right? So that is why I wanted to say the leadership should never be associated with title. Unfortunately, sadly, a lot of people with title don't have a leadership skill set and they're not people focused. To me, the first and foremost, every person can lead and should lead and should lead their own life, people in sphere of influence around them in personal and professional settings. What is really, really missing is that opportunity where we are actually collectively working in, in, in harmony. We need more than ever. I call it champion of people where we're championing for your success. Like I'm here today to support you. I'm grateful that I'm here, your guest, and that mm-hmm. you are asking all these great opportunities and questions. But, but if you're not people champion, right, I would not be here. And if I and, and and that is the beauty because when we champion for one another, when we're also giving opportunities for others to raise up, and and learn and 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 give chances and opportunities to express themselves, um, and chance to be better version than yesterday of themselves, and creating opportunities to shine without worrying about what if this person's going to outshine, me? what if this person. Yeah going to get promotion? What if this person is going to do X, Y, and Z? We're so worried about things that are actually um, totally not even reality because so much need, you know, and so much deficit that means that is like so much opportunity. So no need for that kind of competition, but also more we are aware of how we fit in the environment, right? what mm-hmm. we like about their working well, work how we associate with our peers, with our bosses, with organization, what that organization stands for. Are they walking the top? Are they standing for all those values that their websites show? Are they standing up yeah. for all of those mission and vision? Are they really mm-hmm. inclusive in different opinion? I mean, all of those things are ultimately what brings everything together and we have to be really very intentional again how is this fitting for us
0: yes yes i think you have uh, uh, given us a very good uh, answer um as you mentioned that you know uh, that a lot of people come into the position where they're not ready for the position itself like they were get they are given the titles but they're actually not uh, trained to lead people, they may be good managers. They are maybe really good at the work, but they don't know how to lead people, and that's where the problem arises. That uh, you know, people they don't know that how to lead people. They they're just showing the authorities and that that's where that's actually create friction among team, and they, that creates like negative emotion about the leader, about the company. Although the person that may not have any sort of um. A, Negative feeling or any bad emotion about uh, their team, but only because they don't know how to lead creates more friction among the team. So that's very important uh, aspect. But nowadays, like as you um, as the like businesses are evolving and the teamwork is and collaboration are is increasing, so there's more focus on the self leadership and there's like more focus and that people are. Are expected to perform as a leader even without a title. So how this can happen? What uh, what motivation it uh, can bring to the people, or how they can have this skills developed in themselves as a self leader?
1: Uh, obviously, everything starts with the foundation that you already have, right? Mm-hmm. And everything, as I mentioned, started for us since they were born environment that we're being exposed, the environment that we're being initially raised before we even got to the school. And then what happened at school? What happened with all these conversations and influences of people around us, right? So if some people did not have a good foundation and they're now as adults recognizing deficits or recognizing (laughs) things that they don't want to be, it's a great opportunity, as I said, to assess and decide who do you want to? Be? Who is your role model? Who do you model after? Who do you believe uh brought not only tremendous value, but also opportunity for you to accelerate and grow? And 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 then when you start seeing and when you start building the momentum, don't stop. Keep going. <laughs> because it is ongoing life uh, lifelong, not only learning but also leading, because we have to live, then obviously to learn and then to lead, right? And only way we can learn is by taking massive action. And sometimes even with best intentions, if you're kind, compassionate, if you're positive, and even if you fail and say, I'm sorry, I tried, I thought this would be the best way I learned from this, but I really appreciate you for being patient with me while I was working on this or for giving me great constructive feedback. I'm really super excited, yeah. how can I yeah. now adjust that I know more mm-hmm. or do to do better? And that's yeah. where we fail. When we know more and we all know what's right and wrong, right, yeah. we have opportunity to do better. We're adults and specifically youngsters are mirroring what we're doing. Specifically if you have our children or if you are in environments where others can really see that. So make sure that they're mirroring something that is positive. So again, when we know more, do better, adjust the game and keep going. And you will get very quickly validation. We will see who resonates with you, who resonates with your intention, with your actions. (laughs) And and, and as a result, you will know where you stand, right? And if you're not in an environment that offers freely that feedback, Mm -hmm. ask for it. Ask your peers, ask your bosses, ask your customers, because more again we self discover, more we can know oh my God, they love my enthusiasm. Let me keep up on that. Uh, They love my honesty and love my transparency. I should continue doing exactly that. You see, and that is where starts this amazing, beautiful opportunity uh, to shape not only who as an individual but also collaboration of the team and union of the team. Because nobody can succeed specifically today on their own, right? Yeah. So more than yeah. ever, it's important to have the right team and right environment for everyone to flourish. That's the difference. It's not just you and I let's flourish and have a great time, but how yeah. everybody around within our own sphere of influence can flourish too. That is that extra mile. That we think it's impossible, right? But actually, it should be the common sense, and should be the natural part of equation.
0: Yeah, that's very true. Uh, yeah, as like Leslie says, that you know, life is not a competition. It's also about it's it's, it's an experience we need to go. As said, like it's uh, people are getting promoted and receiving necessary ingredients of leadership. Leadership is not a really be acquired it's very relevant point yeah thanks uh, the so um uh, as like you said that it's all about the environment so i think that the, the culture of the company plays a very important role because how people are actually and, and you know that the culture is basically driven by the values of the people and especially the role of hr is very important in yes. so how to how to drive that culture that actually uh, creates an environment where people feel psychologically safe in that environment? What, what are the main components? What are the main drivers that you know create that environment?
1: I love what you just said. I feel like the most of the HR models need to be changed. And I personally, I understand even the concept and name. And I played a lot in that space. But I really feel like as like human resource to me that takes away so much, sounds very harsh because we're not as a human's resource, we're talent and we need to first of all change approach to HR concepts as well as the models. Models, they're outdated, they don't work, that's why we see uh, a perfect example here uh, that started this huge wave despite of economical insecurity and, and shift and change the great resignation that is going on in the United States. Because yeah, people yeah. are no longer anymore willing to tolerate nonsense, tolerate yeah. abuse, tolerate all of the stuff that are discongruent, that are non-matching, right? But also yeah. to have a, so much pressure on their shoulders and then with this insane burnout. Because what yeah. happens, why is resignation happening? Uh, and why? And it's continuing now because we're pulling globally. The reason I want to say that when COVID happened, so many roles were trimmed and people that stayed, they worked super extra hard. They worked mm-hmm. in such a difficult environment. Not everybody has home office. Not everybody has a you know, an optimal uh, environment that they can work from home. And yes, on top of it, your colleagues again, you had a lack of support you're also working virtually, all of of a sudden you have so many dynamics there. You're doing this to save from corporate level money, which we understand, but you cannot do it on the brunt of the burning out of the people. And now people are burned out and now we're seeing environments that are not working. So why I'm bringing that up first before I bring the solution. You really need to go to the root cause and if we don't address the elephants in the room we're going to be fixing wrong problems and yeah. as consultant and advisor and strategist, you'll be amazed how many intelligent people in the room and we still end up looking at things completely differently and solving wrong problems yeah just because some people are not willing to go deeper or further or they have specific mm-hmm. exceptions or they just want to solve the sliver of the issue versus Cohesively, holistically, whole right. Yeah. So, now on the flip side, we have a chance to really celebrate the biggest asset. So, companies that are seeing that actually not their clients are bigger assets, but that their biggest assets are their people, and as a result, the people and how they care of them and how they see them as amazing talents. Mm-hmm then they're going to take care of not only of internal stakeholders, but they're going to take external stakeholders because there will be pleasure to work with them. They will demonstrate in their voice, in their passion, in quality of work and everything else. And I see simple line here, it's, it's to create that environment, right? But the willingness to come together as an organization, and that is where it really needs to play, and with the leaders that are already there.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you described it so beautifully, basically. Like, these are the problems, it's, it's there, and the, the, the bigger problem is that nobody actually wants to look at the problem itself, and sometimes they, uh, either they're unable to see, or they just don't want to see it. <laughs> So the I think the main problem is to actually highlight the problem to find to define the problem that what is the main problem, uh, and only then they can actually go further on. So, is like as you have you uh, you are the you the strategist and you have uh, turned around a lot of like, businesses. So give us some example that uh, where you have changed the. the, the Productivity of the environment uh, by changing the in the leadership. So how it the leader the leadership uh, change has affected the productivity of the business? Maybe like you can give us an example from your experience, so we can learn more.
1: Sure, that's a that's a great question, and and thank you again for going deeper on this. Um, yeah. What is happening? Just want to quickly point it out. We change only two times. And sadly, we change always and most of the time over 90% when something excruciating painful and when we are forced and have to and very small percentage change proactively because we wanted to do things better and wanted to be ahead of the game and be proactive. Ironic for the way I was raised and being in Europe and European, I always was a proactive thinker. So for me it was huge shift being in US environment and then dealing with the global companies and seeing how reactive and explosive they were and continue to be. So everything that we ignored even before pandemic and changing global business and um, economy in the last two or three years just alone, everything that we swept under the rug, it's now forcing us to stare at us and and created so much conflict challenges and issues so it's not about the blame game but now with magnitude of problems uh yes could be extremely overwhelming and if you don't have right skill set and capacity it's really difficult right so one example for example i remember doing assessment of c-suite boarding a boardroom and i knew before i even administrate that and even before I needed to administrate that because I was observing dynamics in the boardroom. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew that through this personality test, as a psychologist, I'm sure you're not only very familiar, but you know how certain behavior uh, uh, and and types of personality affect us. Mm -hmm. I knew that most of that 14, 15 people in the room were actually identically the same. I was very close. We're like about 97, 98%. What we tend to do is hire people similar to us and if then it's easy to agree, it's easy to get going but that is the biggest blind spot because we don't see things as a whole, holistically, cohesively and as a result we have so many blind spots and we cannot solve the solution, we can't find a solution and find a solution to the problem because of those impediments that we have. That is ironically why we're looking for help strategists yeah. and external people to help because we created really bad environment to begin with. Yeah. So, so, when that was done, this particular back to that example, I remember this particular CEO was in, insisting, Isabella, I want you to tell me what you think about my team. They were top gun, alpha male sales guys, insane mm-hmm. achievers i really everything was the same in a way but when it comes down to it of this different positioning there was no much differentiation yeah. they were like how can you yeah. now see even my perspective my point of view we're gonna clash because you yeah. did not use to be answering questions you did been used to getting different types of information and and i told him i said this is so beautiful in many ways That is also a problem because you guys are going to be comfortable. And you cannot just work with people without are thinking and acting the same and have a similar background. So you're lacking diversity, you're lacking of inclusive way of thinking so that you can then solve your issues and your problems. Because even when you have the top guns that are great in sales, eventually customers will be tired of the same repetitive way of doing business because their business is changing Mm -hmm. see what i mean so we have to be able to tinker our feet how can we now be more creative how can we be more proactive how can we as a leader think 10 15 20 steps down the road and anticipate what's coming that is very difficult not everybody can do that
0: very true i mean yeah i think that's a brilliant example that you gave and i'm sure like our audience must have like gained a clear understanding that about how leadership can affect the business actually the thing is the leadership is not just uh, managing people at the moment we need to have a vision leaders i always say the leaders lead with a vision they should have the vision that what do they want and where do they want to take the business from now I mean, it's not only about the present moment and that like, whatever they're earning at the moment. I mean, as you said, where it would go from there to in the next five years or 10 years or in the next couple of years. So yes, that's very, very
1: true, good. but we just having the vision. It's not enough. Yeah, if you right. have a vision and you're my leader and I'm working for you, but I am not in agreement, we're not in alignment and we don't have a vision. <laughs> it's not yeah. going to work. And right now, we're seeing all these different visions and directions, but people, the most, again, the biggest asset of every organization, they're not included in that process, and they're just being told. And when you're told, then you're not emotionally connected. It's easier for you to disconnect. It's easier for you to uh, to take your loyalty somewhere else, right? It's easier to lose that person, not only emotionally, Because every time think about it everybody is watching and listening when you emotionally invested yeah you make magic happen you don't want to look what time it is you're not talking about how tired you are you didn't have a lunch or dinner you just keep going right very
0: true
1: yeah and what we're seeing is lack of emotional investment and you can invest emotionally in something a that is not healthy, that is not right, that is mm-hmm. also not presented to you, and that you cannot yeah. build and energize with it, right? Yeah. So you and I yeah. are energizing <laughs> who you are right now and yeah. exchanging of mm-hmm. energy here in on yeah. this topic, in this conversation, that's where yeah. magic happens, right? But yeah. Yeah, it's not that there, it's yeah. very <laughs> stale, it's very sterile and cannot grow, it cannot flourish. Absolutely.
0: The conviction, conviction always comes from the heart, so you know, like whatever, when we are involved and when we deeply connect with the vision and that's when the alignment comes in. That's very true. <laughs> so, um, I think there are lots of good comments from, like, again, Zanachari during the career. I have a ma- manager who willing to manage properly, but they didn't know how. Culture barrier, language barrier.
1: Fear to be misunderstood.
0: They're also uh, the second type who is putting a lot of focus on the result. The third is egoistic, I guess. Yes, I think you're right. These are main thing. And, uh, let's see. Yeah, client and customer are the people, but I think the people who are working for the company are the main assets. Yeah. So. Okay, so I uh, I think this topic is really uh, interesting, and we can go on and on. But I'm afraid we are reaching to the end of the show. So if uh, anyone from the audience has any question, please feel free to ask. And meanwhile, I'll ask you to actually um give our audience one advice today, like whatever you want to give us, just a one advice that
1: you want to give to our audience today? I just wanted to say you're phenomenal. You have way more skills and strengths and knowledge than you're giving yourself credit. Embrace it, take the charge, take the lanes of your life. Don't wait, don't be on sidelines. Uh, show what's possible, lead by example, and you will see magic happening. Uh, when you give yourself permission to shine, to be the best version, of yourself every day to be fearless to step in that power, you will be amazed how far you can go
0: and how much you can yeah. achieve. Yes, I think that's the wonderful advice. I think all, all they want is, I guess, just to have the belief in themselves and take the ownership. That's it, and that's. Exactly, that you said. Thank you so much for being with us and I'm sure our audience have learned a lot today from your experience. I thoroughly enjoyed the show and I've learned a lot from you today. So thank you so much for sharing your experience and knowledge with us.
1: Thank you for having me and thank you everyone for participating asking questions and comments and after this is over I will also reply back. So I just want to say thank you for phenomenal participation.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for everyone joining today and uh, sharing your comments, and thank you so much. So, bye-bye, and have a great evening.
1: Thank you so much, Aberdeen.